And we are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and are here recording on Friday, June 9th, right after Game 3 of the NBA Finals. But this is How About Them Celtics, so we're, we're going to talk Celtics first. If you're here and you do want to listen to NBA stuff, which some of our commenters do and we appreciate, jump ahead. You can see the timestamps in the description. We will talk about Game 3, or excuse me, Game 4 of the NBA Finals. Uh, but first, there has been some Celtics news uh, as of late, starting with my guy, we all know, Grant Williams. Uh, had surgery. Grant Williams uh, had successful surgery on his left hand on Friday, uh, and he's expected to have a full recovery for the start of NBA training camp in the fall, as was announced by the team. The Celtics announced it should be six to eight weeks before he returns to basketball activities. But th- this could explain some of the him not playing later in the season, uh, although I do question that considering the story came out that Tatum and Brown had to ask for more minutes for him. So it's a little bit weird, but the surgery, and this is a report from Woj I'm reading, the surgery to repair a torn ligament comes after Williams hurt the hand in March. Uh, Grant decided to continue playing with the injury through the Celtics run to the ECF. He's expected to make a full return to basketball activities in six to eight weeks. According to the team, Williams is a free agent, uh, so Boston has the ability to match any offer sheet he signs. Uh, he's been a 45% three-point shooter since arriving as a rookie. That's just false, right? He hasn't been a 45% three-point shooter. Am I crazy? I don't think that's true. Yeah, <laughs> Woj, what are we doing, Woj? Are we, are we sp- spreading false information? Uh, he's a 40% shooter from the field, a 38% three-point shooter. So a little mi- little misinformation from Woj there. We'll call yeah, him a little bit. Uh, <laughs> is it effective field goal percentage? Is that, that's the only thing I can think of. No, his field goal percentage is 50, 45%. Like his overall shooting percentage uh, since joining the Celtics. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's 45%. Uh, and then he talked about his stats. But the point is, he had surgery to repair a torn ligament uh, in his left hand. He'll be back in six to eight weeks. But, uh, I mean, he he put. I, I'm pretty sure he put something on his Instagram saying Batman will return or something. Or so, some funny joke. So, Grant, Grant will be fine, but he did have surgery. So, that's some news. I feel like the way that this has all been handled with the Celtics tweeting it out, not that they really have any choice. But the way it has been played where he's saying he'll be back, the six to eight week timeline, the training camp timeline, it makes me believe that they're kind of like handshake agreement deal to bring him back. Yeah. Good for me. It might be a a telltale sign that both sides are – I mean, if you're a free agent, are you really about to get a surgery? Not not that a left wrist non-shooting hand surgery – is a massive thing, but are you really going to get a surgery right before you are uh, eligible to make some money? I think if you need it, and I, I think it's better to get it now than get it like, then like I, I agree with you that I think he'll probably resign based on all the signs, but like in theory, would he rather enter free agency with an injury and then get it to where he wouldn't be able to be back for the start of the season for a new team? Or would he rather get it now, tell the teams that are going to pay him and just be able to be back on the court for them once the season starts? So I, I don't necessarily know if this timing of the surgery matters, but from the report we had from Bullpet on our last pod saying the Celtics and him are, or, you know, they're, the Celtics want him and Jalen Brown back uh, to this, to everything going on. It's hard for me to think the Celtics won't bring Grant back, especially considering like realistically speaking, he's kind of their only wing depth outside of Sam Hauser. It's kind of Tatum, Jalen Brown on the wing, and then you you have the guards who can play up, but then outside of Sam Hauser, Grant is their wing, and he's also well, their backup. Gallinari big. will play. 
sure, Gallinari too, but like he's also their really only backup big. Like they have Horford and Rob. Yes. And if Rob comes off the bench, that works too. But if you start those two, you don't really have a, a great backup center on the roster. Grant, like Grant plays a lot of roles for the Celtics team. And it's clear based on Jalen and Jason going to Joe saying, play him more that the team likes him. So like, I, I feel like bringing him back is a lot more important than a lot of people are giving it credit. If that makes sense. No, it does. It definitely makes sense. But yeah, the signs point to Grant's back. So you can Good. be relieved. You can be happy. And I'm happy. Not worry. <laughs> no, about, I'm happy. You know, him going to another team being good. What if Grant just got his, his hand surgery, left wrist, whatever it may have been. Yep. But I will say Brad Stevens had an interview with Forsberg last week. And I guess the whole team had a screening done on little achy injured parts of themselves to see who would need surgery. And I guess Grant might've been the only one. Mm. I'm surprised Derek didn't need surgery after he, he heard his, uh, what was it? His, his ankle or something in game seven, he, he went off the court. Um, he talked about uh, potentially needing something done, but, uh, good, good. If he, he doesn't I don't know, maybe good. they just haven't announced him yet. There could be we'll more see. to come. We'll see. But for now, Grant will be fine by training camp, and that's really what matters. So good for him for getting that taken care of. But uh, the next little piece of news we do have to relate to everybody. The Phoenix Suns are interested in Peyton Pritchard, who, as we've known from previous reports we've talked about on the show, wants to be traded, expects to be traded. Basically, Pritchard will not be in a Celtics uniform next year. Just get that through your minds. Probably not going to have Pritchard. Uh, The report comes from, I believe, Jake Fisher. A uh, friend of the show, just still amazing that I get to say that. Super funny. But reading this big blurb, he's talking about potential guards and, and people that could be of interest to the Suns. <clears throat> so I'm going to read this quick. While Terry Rozier has been often rumored as a Suns target, seemingly since Phoenix registered interest in the combo guard when he reached 2019 free agency, the Suns front office, led by President and GM James Jones, has not recently pursued Rozier from Charlotte. Sources said Phoenix does hold Nick's six-man of the year finalist Emmanuel Quickly in high regard. <clears throat> Sources told Yahoo Sports, dating back to Quickly's entry in the 2020 draft, Peyton Pritchard, the former first-round pick who fell out of Boston's rotation, has several supporters in Phoenix front office. Sources said and is expected to feature prominently in the NBA's general trade landscape this summer when Pritchard becomes extension eligible. King also mentions Kings Davion Mitchell, uh, as well as Monte Morris and Gabe Vincent as potential Suns targets. But <clears throat> Pritchard getting a pretty big chunk of that blurb. Also, the piece saying he's going to be a pretty big uh, piece in, in the trade market this summer. I, I still stand on the ground that I don't think he garners much back in a trade. But if, if the Suns are interested in him, maybe you get a couple seconds. Maybe like realistically speaking, Aiden. you're not <clears throat> eight. Yeah. OK, buddy. <laughs> but realistically speaking unless it is a massive like blockbuster trade that like completely changes the outlook of the Celtics lineup it, it, if the Suns do go after Pritchard it would be a Landry Shamit deal which the Celtics just don't want because they don't have enough they, they, they don't have the salary capacity to take on another contract that long they literally time. might not be allowed to do that eventually yeah it, it, it's just too big of a contract um or second round picks because because the Suns don't have any first to trade uh, at this point, I believe, unless they trade you a 2030 first. And I, I don't think Pritchard's going to get you a first round pick, especially that deep out that could potentially be that valuable. But the Suns registering interest is interesting at the very least, no pun intended. Uh, however, th- there could be some teams around the league interested in Pritchard per Jake Fisher. Again, friend of the show. Just have to say it because it's funny. <laughs> yeah, there's been no secret that Pritchard could be a player that garners interest around the league 
There's an article up here from Ness, and I guess we can go through it. Why not? And if you don't Let's want do to, we don't want no, to. No, no, run it. Let's see what's happening. But uh, this is uh, June 7th from Adam London. Southeast rumors, these teams could be interested in Peyton Pritchard trade. Now, this is probably a – oh. Oh. This is actually off of heavy sourcing. Utah is the team that would stand out just this because Steve Danny Bullpet loves him. Or Devaney? This Devaney. Is Bullpet or Devaney? Okay, Devaney, gotcha. Uh, that would probably take Danilo Gallinari's deal to make it work because the Celtics would probably take back Kelly Olynyk. So this is something we've already talked about. We both kind of enjoy the prospect of this. I think it makes sense. You already mentioned earlier, Jack, that there's no – Real backup big besides Grant Williams on the Celtics roster. At least it's getting yeah. rotation minutes. I mean, Cornette's fine for regular season minutes. He Cornette's really fine. Was fine. Blake's fine. Muscala's fine. But none are like quality, like actual rotation big, if that makes sense. Yes. Kelly Olenek could fit the system, provide yep. some floor spacing. Uh, he's played here before, had a cool game seven. Could have used him. I made That's the joke true. last time too. And, but the Jazz are definitely on the look out for a young nice. point guard. He'd be on their list. Portland is another one, especially if they make a move on Damian Lillard, a good shooter who can organize the team would be the right fit there. So Pritchard could also go home. The insider, you know, gets that interesting. That's interesting. I, it, again, I assume that would have to be like second round picks for Pritchard at that point, but I guess, sure. It makes sense. Hometown guy going back there. Like you said, they probably could use some shooting off the bench if they're looking to compete. If they trade Simons, especially, then they could use an extra guard in the rotation. It makes sense. I I think the Jazz one is probably the biggest eyes emoji for me. Kelly Olenek deal or just, you know, a late first round pick for Pritchard. Uh, I think it makes sense for both sides. So it, it'll be interesting. The Suns registering interest makes sense, too, because I, I think they just need depth at any position at this point. Um but but the Pritchard trade saga should be one of the more intriguing Celtic storylines this summer, I think. Um, at least the only guaranteed one, right? Because maybe yeah. you get a Brogdon trade. Maybe you get, you know, trades with other big players. Maybe, you you know, the draft picks, they move up into the first round maybe. But, like, the Pritchard thing is the one thing Celtics fans can count on to see, okay, we're going to probably see a trade, at least in that regard, this summer. So, uh, eyes emoji for that, I guess. Something we've been anticipating since November. Yeah, it just feels like it has to happen. I thought it could happen at the deadline, but eh, alas. Um, alrighty. That's it. Next That's thing. the only two teams that were mentioned. Yeah. Utah, okay. Portland. And then now the Phoenix on the list. Yeah, there you go. Adam in. Um, all right. Next thing we have on the agenda, Damian Lillard. We, we talked Dame last time. We talked about how he said, you know, Bam Adebayo is his dog. Mikael Bridges is his dog. He could go. Miami, Brooklyn, those both make sense to him. Boston and New York, uh, the Knicks, I mean, were also mentioned as other teams potentially. Since then, Chris Haynes talked about Damian Lillard doesn't want to go to Boston. Uh, and Damian Lillard backed it up on his live stream. He said people called him out a lot saying like, oh, what is this about? And he said, I talked to Chris Haynes. Chris Haynes is my boy. Like I, I talked to him and he's just relaying the information of conversations that we've had in the past. Never, I don't want to misquote him, so I'm just going to generalize a little bit. He said, effectively, 
I've never considered Boston at any point in my career, you know, coming out of the draft, you know, any, any points in trade talks, et cetera, or like when I could have been traded, it's just not a place that I really wanted to go, uh, which, you know, fair enough. And then he was on a live stream on Instagram when he said this and Jason Tatum chimed in and said, we get it. You don't like Boston with laughing emojis. And uh, <laughs> Dame goes, you got my, my boy JT upset, offended now. Uh, I, I mean, obviously joking. It made headlines in the sense that like, I feel like a lot of Celtics fans get very protective of the Celtics, which <clears throat> fair enough. That's what fans do Me too. But uh, yeah, but like, I don't think there was any harm in what Dame was saying. I just think he's like, yeah, I just never really was interested in that particularly. Which yeah, no, like, he didn't take whatever. any shots at the Celtics or anything. Didn't say anything crazy. Um, just doesn't want to play here. Sure. Big like question mark. Now is he going to get booed out of the building next time he visits, whether it's with <laughs> Portland or Brooklyn or Miami, which it's probably going to be Miami. Well, my question is, do you think this, I, I don't know how much more blown up this like Damian Lillard Celtics arc thing will go. Right. Cause I, I mean, one of, yeah, I agree. One, one of the bigger things you see is like, Oh, Jalen for Dame. But first of all, I don't like that for the Celtics. Right. Cause you get older. And second of all, I think the purpose of the Blazers trading for Jalen would be to pair him with Dame. So what's the point of like getting Jalen if you're trade? I, I I don't think that makes sense. You've seen things like, oh, would you do? I mean, the best the Celtics could offer outside of that would be like smart Rob Williams, Peyton Pritchard. And at that point, the place just like, nah. Um, and Dame doesn't want to be here anyways. And so I just, it doesn't, it, it just doesn't make sense. I, I think it's like interesting. The comments he made, it made for a good news story. We're going to title this podcast this because like a lot of people seem to care about it, but I don't, I don't really get why people care about it as much as, as it's like, I only care because I feel like it's a slight, even though it's not a slight, I just don't like when players say that, like I still haven't gotten over Anthony Davis's dad opening his dumb mouth saying <laughs> that he doesn't want his kid playing on the Celtics. Like I just, I don't like when that is said, I don't like it. Guess. Even, I mean, Lillard didn't trash him. He didn't say anything crazy. He didn't drag. I feel like it was the most do anything. The most mild mannered way of saying I don't want to play there ever. Like he's just like, yeah, no, yes, I'm all right. (laughs) I will say it was cool and like it was funny to see Jason Tatum pop in saying, "Damn, (laughs) just good for Tatum." He he went to war for the city. Look at him go. Yeah, he truly (laughs) defended Boston's honor. (laughs) Went went for war. (laughs) Boils down to an Instagram live comment. That's hilarious. That's what that's oh, where we're he, at. He showed up. Look at it. Yeah, yeah. Showed up, defended it. Look, look at him. Come. I truly, I, I am curious though. That's the new, new number one storyline into 2023, 2024. Will they boo the hell out of Damian Lillard at the Garden? Will my internet hold up? It does. I will give you, if we're doing betting odds, I'll give you yes at plus 200. I don't think so. I, I don't think. Oh, I would I, hammer that. I really? think it's even. Closer See, to even favored, yes. My thing is, because you said you said it yourself. Well, people let are me about this. Let me rephrase. I think plus two hundred if he's in Portland. I'll give you minus one ten if he's in Miami. And the okay. reason is, I, I think generally Dame is probably one of the more well liked players in the NBA. Generally, outside of this, like Agreed. just in general, he's no. I agree. <clears throat> and I think right now. The reason this is such a big story is because there's literally nothing else to talk about. And so by the time the season comes around, I feel like only a few people will remember it. Like to get booed at the garden, I feel like you have to be very disliked by the casual Celtics fans as well. And I don't think this is getting out of like 
deep rooted Celtics NBA fandom. I, I like the, the, you know, the Patriots fan showing up to the Blazers game on February 28th isn't going to remember this, right? You know, like, it would have been that's fantastic not gonna if you said like February 30th. I, I was really close to slipping. Yeah, I was like, he might say a day that doesn't exist. <laughs> no, but do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like not enough people will remember this by the time the Blazers eventually come to Boston next year for the one time they come. You're probably right. I'll make sure I bring it up on the pregame. Whatever day it may be, <laughs> February 30th, 31st. We'll be there 30 minutes you before remember. the game. If you remember. You think I forget things like this? I, I'll, I'll give I'm you Ryan my... from the office writing on the notepad. <laughs> Good meme. Making a note of it. Good meme. Good meme. I don't tolerate disrespect. <laughs> I, I am a defend the wall fan. I don't like when players trash the team. I don't like when they say they don't want to play here. Again, mm. Anthony Davis and his stupid dad have been in the crosshairs for four years now. It's true. They can rock. I just think it's so mild-mannered. Like, I don't think he meant anything bad by it. Oh, I agree. But still. And I like Dame. I like Dame. And I also don't like that he made Chris Haynes right. Because I really (laughs) enjoy when Chris Haynes isn't right. And for a half second, because I sent it to you and I was like, oh, my God, Chris Haynes was wrong again. Because the first listen on that, I was like, oh, he's like kind of downplaying the Boston thing. Like, he's saying, Mm -hmm. no, not really. But then, yeah, you're. You're kind of right. Like he just was like, whatever. Yeah. Like he didn't do it in a weird way. Who do you dislike more, Chris Haynes or Brian Anderson? Brian Anderson. I think Chris okay. Haynes is kind of funny. Like I just think it's okay, funny okay. that he's like the majority of the time he's reporting something is just after the other two. Well, I, I think what I told you is true. I think Shams has the agents on lock. I think Woj has the teams, and I think Chris Haynes has the players. I think and Chris I think Haynes has a select group of players, Lillard included. That he's just tight with, okay. and he gets his info from those guys. Gotcha. But I mean, the the bottom line of the story is Damian Lillard does not want to play for the Celtics. Like that, <laughs> that's just what it is. Um, and that's fine. <laughs> good, good for him. It is so what it is. Don't want him either. I have often been saying, and and this is why I generally don't care. If I wasn't a Celtics fan and I had to choose a team, I'd be a Blazers fan. And that's just because I think Dame is awesome. And, and I know you respect Dame because he doesn't really like he, he has just stu- stuck with his one team. And 90 percent of NBA out, players would have been like trade me by now. Mm-hmm. And he said um, recently, I, I think I saw this. Uh, if the Heat win the finals, he doesn't want to go there, um, which I know you like. <laughs> I know you're a fan. Respect. Well, he probably won't have to worry about that. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's true. But um, yeah, Dame. Do you think Dame gets traded this summer? What's the line? Give me a betting line on Dame getting traded this summer. I don't know. Be- the, the reason why it's such an I don't know is because they really have the option to go either way. Yes. I say I no because all the reports say that they lean towards trying to build around him. If you were the GM, GM would you trade Dame? Yes. I would have traded him yesterday. Like, yeah, like just gone. <laughs> like as soon and as if I I'm a job. GM, I'm not really sure I'm trading for Dame. At the same time, like that's uh, a big contract for a point guard that's on the smaller side, and he's. I old. think in I think in the right team it would work. Like I think the Knicks would work. I think the Knicks would be a legitimate threat if they get Damian Lillard. I, I think the Heat, obviously, if they lose, they would be a great a great team. I think the Nets would be a playoff team. You know what I'm saying? Like for the right team. And and it has been said that he wants to go in the East, basically. So I, I know get get you get get ready for that. Uh, I know oh, you're not a fan. I hope they don't trade him. <laughs> but uh, D- the Dame saga is interesting as it has been for the past X amount of years. Do you yeah. respect? 
you trash Bradley Beal a lot, but he's basically just Dame East, but worse, right? No. Well, the worst part is why he's getting trashed. <laughs> I know, but like in in the sense that he's stuck with Washington. Yeah, I mean, good for him. He's stuck with Washington, but like at this point, he's kind of hurting them. Well, yeah, but that's not his fault. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I mean, would you would you say no to sixty million dollars if you're Brad? <laughs> no. <laughs> but like at the same time, they just like have no choice but to pay these guys because they're mid market. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm just saying they're, they're basically the same. Um, all right. Last Celtics thing we are going to talk about today is something we've come up ourselves. This isn't like a reporting. This isn't a news thing, but was that it, necessarily something we came up. Well, go ahead. You texted I, me about it is my, point. no, you texted I, me about it. About Al Horford. You sent me the trade thing. Oh yes. I sent you. So there was basically, there's a trade on Twitter that I sent to Sam because I thought it was at least uh, like eyebrow razor, right? I'm not saying it should be done. I'm not saying the Celtics should do it, but it, it was like a, a fan concocted trade. And I, I forget who, who made it. So I it's trade machine but... season. <clears throat> yes. It's it funny. Basically... I had somebody else send me that like minutes later. Yeah. It was basically Al Horford, Malcolm Brogdon, Peyton Pritchard for Carl Anthony Towns and Kyle Anderson. Not enough for cat. First of all, there'd have to be trade, you know, draft assets, et cetera. And I, responded to Sam with like, I'd probably say the Celtics would have to give up Rob instead of Al. And you texted me back saying, I don't think enough people are talking enough about moving Al. And I pushed back a little bit in a sense that like, I don't know if how much that makes sense for other teams, but I do think, I guess it is worth a discussion to talk about. Should the Celtics consider trading Al while his value is probably at the highest it'll ever be for the rest of his career. Right? It's probably the highest. It, it's not getting any higher. That's that's what I it's, mean. It's not going up. Yeah. Uh, I, mean. I love Al Horford. It's one of my guys. And I, I did mention this in the text. I was like, I really think he deserves to retire a Celtic. Yeah. But at the same time, there were times I truly felt like he was unplayable in the playoffs. I was like, why is he on the floor? He's he's hurting them defensively. And there were times where he was helping them defensively against a beat. He killed a beat again. Shocker. Um, but he really didn't shoot the three at a high clip in the playoffs. Is that because it was a fluke? Is that because his legs were tired? Is that because he was fatigued from the season? Is that because he was fatigued from guarding a guy like Embiid? He never really got back to it after that Philly series and they could have used him against Miami. The conclusion really is how impactful is he going to be going forward? Okay. So we're at the point where, Again, I felt at some points he was unplayable, mm -hmm. but he's not getting any younger. He's not going to get better. This may be as good a time as any to trade him. Mind you, his contract is not terrible. He signed a two-year extension for $10 million a pop each year, which is good. Good for the Celtics. They locked yes. him down. Um, another factor in this, if they were to move him, unless it was in the deal we were talking about, but that's a crazy deal and probably isn't happening. Yes. What are they going to do with their big guys? Just play Rob 48 minutes? <laughs> yeah, right? Clearly. I mean, I came back at you with, I think it makes more sense to trade Rob. Half because I think he obviously has better value, but also because as much as he's awesome and he's great when he's on the court. And we, I mean, it was just last year we we're talking about, Oh, he's third all-star potential. He just can't stay healthy. <clears throat> like, like even in game seven, he's throwing up. Like he's just as the worst. He's like Gordon Hayward at the center. Well, that's a freak thing. You can't get mad at him for getting like food poisoning. <laughs> I, I know, I know. But like, 
it's uncanny at this point, right? Like the freak things, the non-freak things, like he just can't stay consistently on the court. And even when he was on the court this year, I know he was recovering from, from surgeries, et cetera. So that impacted it, but he just wasn't the same as he was when he was healthy. And you have to question whether or not he will ever reach what his ceiling seems to be. If he continues to have these knee problems and these constant injuries and has to play, you know, 50 games a season, and at that point, can you have him as the full-time starting center? Because the reason he was so great in that 21-22 finals run is because he was consistently the starting lineup. He built a chemistry. Him and Howard Horford grew together. This past year, as much as you want to blame Missoula for, oh, White was a starter, like, like when Rob first came back from his knee injury, he just, like, he didn't have it, right? You, you think back to those Magic games where he was just, like, meh. And I'm not saying he wasn't like good at times towards the end of the season, but it wasn't consistently the level you want to see from a guy who should be in the starting lineup. And, and it, I mean, it made it easier considering how great white was to start him over up, but th that's the reason I bring that up. But in terms of Horford, like you said, you, you question what you would get back. And I go back to the thought process that I think he's more valuable to the Celtics than he is to any team that would trade for him. Meaning the Celtics wouldn't get back good enough value for Horford in any trade. I do think the one exception might be that Timberwolves deal at that point. But realistically speaking, like, would you rather have Horford for that salary or Towns for his salary on this team? You know what I'm saying? Probably. I mean, that's Towns. crazy. Okay. How much does Towns make? In the 40s? Let's take a look. Carl Anthony Towns will make 33 million this year, 36 next year. Then 49, 53, 57, oh, 61. Maybe not. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. He he hit the Booker extension. He is the, I believe, let, let me let me fact check um, myself here. I think he has the second most, excuse me, third most guaranteed money of any player in the NBA right now. I will say this, though. The Celtics are one of those teams, or maybe the team, that this new CBA doesn't really affect, even though they're going to go over the limit because they have so many guys locked up for the near future. Like sure. they don't have a lot of guys that are hitting free agency that they have to find a way to retain. So if they do bring in towns, like let's say, say they extend Jalen Brown and then they make the trade. Say, say some trade happens later in the summer. Mm -hmm. I mean, they can still extend Tatum. They have bird rights on him. I think. I'm not positive. I think they can. It would just, work. they would like the things such as they wouldn't be able to use the MLE. They wouldn't be able to make yes. trades with certain things. But I think that might be the case. Picks. Anyway. Maybe. And at that point, like I do think the Timberwolves would probably rather have Rob in a deals. It would, I think they would probably want like a Brogdon, Rob Pritchard and, or whatever else you throw at them uh, for towns. And you'd have to give up almost all of your draft assets too, like all the picks, which is fine. Like maybe you do that and then you can roll out, what would it be? It'd be smart Jalen Tatum Horford cat with Derek White, Grant, and and whatever else off the bench. Like that. I mean, obviously that's a great lineup, but um something to I think, think about. Towns is as good as anybody to replace Horford from a basketball's like standpoint. Mm -hmm. That's it. Like not the leadership. Make no mistake. Like that's he's the not, other thing. And and that is an important thing. And you mentioned that, and it's very true. And it's part of the reason they extended Horford and they want him. To, Everyone or, loves everybody Horford. seems to want him to retire here. And me too. Like I do, but I just don't think when we're talking about trades and we're like trade Brogdon, trade Jalen Brown. I mean, you have to at least mention Horford. You have to be like, mm -hmm. I mean, he wasn't great in the playoffs. He wasn't, I will say 
amazing. He wasn't the guy he was last year. Almost every single player, though, said like Al Horford is the leader. He is the leader of this team, which is like the big part. And I will say as much as it sucked to watch his shooting performance dip in the playoffs, like I think that was nothing more than an ill-timed slump. And sometimes that's all that matters when it counts for a trade. But like realistically speaking, he just kind of flip-flopped from his first season, right? Like you think of his first season back in Boston, it was crappy three-point shooting, regular season, elite in the postseason. This year it was an elite regular season and a crappy postseason, which you'd rather the first one every single time. Maybe a little bit, it's yeah. Important. But I have a list of other teams that could potentially want Horford. This isn't teams I think could have packages that Celtics would want. These are just teams I think, you know, might – generate an interest in Horford based on their teams. I think the Mavericks would probably be interested in Horford. Um, I'm they don't sure really there's have nothing a Al Horford would like more than to play with Kyrie again. Yeah. Um, but the issue there is there's not really much you'd want back if you're the Celtics. Like the best you could probably get is a Reggie Bullock or a Tim Hardaway Jr. And at that point, it's like no shot. Like <clears throat> there, yeah. there would be no interest there from the Celtics side. Uh, unless, unless you made a package of like, Brogdon and Horford for like Tim Hardaway Jr. Another, you know, contract in the 10th pick, right? And they, they were willing to give up the 10th pick in that deal. And at that point, maybe you like, you look at it as a cost control deal for the Celtics. But even that, you might just rather have Horford's leadership uh, anyways, considering Hardaway Jr.'s contract. Um, although I, I that might be up next year anyway. So that could actually help them get off the books. Um, the Hawks, would the Hawks want him back? They have Capella, but would they look to retool a little bit, get a floor spacing center instead of Clint Capella, change up their thing a little bit? They do need to save some money. The Hawks are one of those teams, like similar to the Celtics, except just not as good. Like they have one of the biggest payrolls in the NBA right now. They have a lot of money there. Maybe they say, hey, give us Horford and, and, and Pritchard or something, and we'll give you back John Collins. But I, I think the Celtics would need to get closer in terms of salary. There would need to be some finagling there, but. I think they could be interesting. Um, the Trailblazers, it, it, as they look to build around Dame, but again, there, there's not much the Celtics could get back in that deal. It, it would just be like picks and Justice Winslow. <laughs> it's like one of their only salaried players. Um, and then the last one I had was the Rockets. If they get James Harden, they could be looking to add contending pieces. But again, like, what are you getting back? Are you getting Jay Sean Tate? Are you getting like a late first round pick? Right. Like maybe you get like the 24th pick or like I think they have a pick in the teens as well. So like, would you do Horford for. One sec, as I look here to see what picks uh, the Houston Rockets have, would you do Horford and whatever for like pick 20 and pick, you know, like a future second? Like that's the best they could offer you. And at at that point, again, you keep Horford. So but uh, do you know what I'm saying, though? Those are some teams that could be interested in Horford if he does hit the ball. Yeah, you're for what it's probably worth. not going to get a lot for a Horford as the well, sole actually, trade chip. I forgot to mention the Suns, DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> like, it's, maybe it's you, not... maybe you entertain that if they want to do it. I don't think they're doing that. Well, would you wait? Would, like, Ayton and picks for like Horford and Brogdon. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. I, I don't know I don't if know. you'd it's want. Tough, I don't like, know if you'd want Aiden's personality in, in Phoenix. I was just about to say you have a leader going out and a big baby coming in. From everything we've heard, oh, what would you call him? Big baby. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah. I. I, I, I just know. don't know. You. You may be right. Like there is no way for the Celtics to really get true a value back return. for Al Horford, but at the same time, 
if the right deal is there, maybe you do it. But none of the deals we've talked about are the right deal. Yeah. I mean, the issue is the salary's not there anymore. Like last year with the 20 mil, maybe you say, hey, you know, one year of Marcus Morris shed the salary a little bit. You get a wing instead. And that's there. But like at this point, there's just not much coming back for 10 mil. That, that's even close to worth Al Horford. And so I, I think that's where you kind of and like Kyle Anderson, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's just not much out there that you can say, okay, well, we can give up Al, the leader in the locker room uh, for a different player. So I don't know. I, like I said, I think Rob would be more likely, but down the line, we'll discuss Rob trades, Malcolm trades, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. We'll, we'll get to it. We got a long off season ahead folks. Uh, also, this is dropping on Sunday. And so Sunday. if there's any news on Saturday, we're recording this Friday night. We're going to be very upset if there's news, <laughs> if there's news on Saturday. Maybe we'll do a little two-minute video or something. I'll throw it together. But I will be away this weekend. So um, I think that's all we had for Celtics, right? Am I crazy? Is that all the Celtics? Yeah, that was it. Nothing really new. In that case, let's get into NBA. I'll we'll, we'll switch the banner here. Sam knows Actually, how much I, I love I do brands. believe Mannix put out that the Celtics were one of the teams interested in Chris Paul. But that's not a major thing. We already talked about Chris Paul. Interesting. Um, I didn't find it. I'll send it I to you. I believe you. Um, I'll do a little quick Google here. We we did talk about Chris Paul. We've done plenty of Chris Paul content. Yeah, I mean, we um, we true the Celtics, Heat, and Grizzlies could pursue Chris Paul. Okay, yeah, I mean that makes sense. Yeah, we talked about it. I just don't know who he would play over. I I think that's that's about it. But uh, my main it, take from that is it allows you to be more flexible and screw around with the guards. In Trey Brogdon. Yeah, I mean, it opens the door for it as yeah. much as like you like it. And it's like fun to joke about. It. Like, it's true. Like, if you get another guard that's serviceable and can be a part of the rotation. Yeah, you can trade one of the other and see what you can get. Maybe a wing. Yeah, and, besides and it that, probably... it's not super exciting. There's nothing new. Aside get you from... cheaper. Yeah. OK, uh, we can move on to NBA stuff. Uh, let me switch this here. NBA Finals, Game 4, wrapped up uh, as we started this recording. And the Nuggets are up 3-1 on the Miami Heat. I know Sam is very frustrated because Miami's role players aren't exactly <laughs> living up to the, uh, the the level of play they had in the Celtics series. Um, I just think the Nuggets are just good. Like as much as the Heat aren't playing as well as they were against the Celtics, I just think the Nuggets are the best team in the NBA and they're playing like it. And, and as much as it sucks to see Caleb Martin not shooting as well, Max Drew's not shooting well, Duncan Robinson not playing well, Game Vincent, et cetera, et cetera. Like I genuinely think just the Nuggets are defending them better and they're just the better team by a pretty large margin. And I to be honest, we can talk about this too. I think the Nuggets would have beaten the Celtics too. So I, I just think they're better. I mean, it is frustrating. I was watching the third quarter of this game, and there was a stretch where I was like, I really can't believe the Celtics lost to these guys. It was just yeah. brick after turnover, after terrible decision. Miami looks like a completely different team right now that has to be something to do with Denver. Like you say, they are a very good team. Uh, it another wasn't big even difference Jokic between Denver and the Celtics is they don't turn the ball over a zillion times. It is true. And they also don't true. absolutely hate winning. Yes. Denver was up, what, 13 going in the fourth, and Miami cut it to six. Mm -hmm. And then Denver said that's enough of that. Shut them down. Shut them down. I, the crazy really part cool is the Celtics could do that. 
<laughs> this game wasn't even Jokic and Murray. Like Murray played bad. Five to seventeen. 29, 30. Yep. 27 points, seven rebounds, mad six as assists. Hell. Aaron Gordon scored 27 points on my team. Bruce Brown off the bench, 21 points, eight of eleven, good three of five. Him. Just a good game from from a bunch Bruce of Bruce Brown, guy I was right about. I was like, Celtics should get this guy. They didn't, and now he's yeah. nasty. He's good, good player. Did you see what you think ha- he would have like, been a good fit on the Celtics? Like, absolutely. like seriously, you think he would have been able oh. to play like this? Absolutely. He would have been a phenomenal cool. fit on the Celtics. And my thing is have you seen all the discourse around Bruce Brown? Like people have asked him like, Hey, what, like how, how'd this happen? He was like, literally nobody reached out to me. Yeah. Nobody summer. asked me to play for the team, <laughs> which is like, crazy. what he's going to get nobody paid. Nobody asked that guy to play for their team. He was a real impact player when he was on, on the, the Nets, Nets team. Mm-hmm. He's going to get a lot. Well, the, the thing he was saying, he's like, nobody knew how to use me the right way. Like nobody was like, Nobody had like the right idea of like how to use me, and so they just didn't want to bring me on. But board. he was he was actually impactful for the Nets. I know. Like, Go look. I know he was. Just pay You're right. attention. We saw them play he, the Nets four times in the playoffs last year, and every time I was like, "Wow, like this guy Bruce Brown is really good." He's going to get a lot of money this summer. He's going to get a lot of money this summer. I think he gets fifteen mil. Like he's going to get paid. No. But big Sign payday for him coming. Uh, okay, buddy. Um. Gabe Vincent, one of six, oh, four, two points. Max Struess, oh, four, oh, three, zero points. Caleb Martin, five of 12, 15. 11 points. Oh, no, no, 11. Uh, brutal. I mean, Duncan Robinson played all right. He, he was solid. Jimmy Butler was fine. 25 points, nine of 17. Bam was eight of 19 mid game. But I mean, Jokic also had a mid game. So it's not like Jokic killed him. Um, Bam, seven turnovers, though. Did his his best Jalen Brown impression. Beijing Bam. So, yeah. There you go. Playing Kevin Love. Finals. I mean, Kevin Love giving you three threes and you lose the game. That's 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 tough. And not that that's like the end all be all, but like if you get something from Kevin Love, you better make it count at this point. Um yeah, just brutal. Brutal night. Um Kyle Lowry played 32-46 for him. Like that's when you know you're having a struggle bus getting impact players in there. Um Gabe Vincent minus 21, Bam Adebayo minus 18. I, the Nuggets are just better. They're just a better team. And and I don't think the Celtics would have beaten this Nuggets team. Not because they don't match up well, just because, and I'm, I'm going to write about this for Celtics blog. I think on paper, the Celtics match up very well against the Nuggets. And historically, they have too. But the consistency and the 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 lack of mistake making from the Nuggets, like, I, I just think they would have, they would have, have you, have you seen the, uh, I don't know what it's called, like, <clears throat> If you hit yourself with a spoon like a bunch of times in the same spot, you'll eventually break your arm. Does, have you seen that before? <clears throat> like, like no. Do you know what I mean though? Like, it, it, one tap of, of a spoon yeah. is one tap of a spoon isn't enough to like hurt you. But if you hit the same exact spot with a spoon or whatever like soft object like a bunch of times in a row, like you'll eventually get worn out. Like there was a video of <clears throat> Mr. Beast. You know Mr. Beast, right? The YouTuber. Yeah. He had a bodybuilder lift a five pound weight, and for every rep he did, he gave him a dollar, right? And he did like, like ten thousand or something. Like a, he did a ton of reps. Eventually, he was like struggling to lift up the one pound weight. The consistency of the Nuggets and their like the lack of mistakes, I think, would have just worn out the Celtics, who consistently get in their own way. Like yeah, the Nuggets, were, the Nuggets would have just played great basketball the whole time and let the Celtics beat themselves, sort of like the Heat did. <laughs> Yeah, 
Who am I to talk hypothetical? <laughs> the Celtics team broke you. You want to talk hypothetical? What if Caleb Martin played like Caleb Martin? If only. If, Celtics if only. Win, what five games? Six? Well, maybe. There's <laughs> a discussion. Uh, but um, any more thoughts on Heat Nuggets game four in general? It's over. They're done. Heater done. Big fat Larry O'Brien trophy going to be in Denver on what's today, honestly, Friday, Sunday? <laughs> They'll play Sunday. Fine by me, honestly. It's all right. If I'm not, just the so different. Like I was talking to my dad about, it and he was like, "Well, like I kind of want Denver to win. They've never won before, and that's true. But like they're also like the favorite. But Miami's like a shitty underdog to root well, for because like they beat the Celtics, and also they have Hero and Lowry on that team, and I don't want those guys. I'll winning. ask you this. If you had looked at the NBA playoffs in its entirety, every single team, and you had to pick a team that could have realistically won, obviously you wouldn't have thought the Heat at the time. Like outside of the Celtics, if there is a team you could look at and say, "Yeah, I wouldn't mind if they won." Denver would be it, in my opinion. Uh, I would have said, "Well, I don't think Sacramento could have actually won." Doubt in my top choice. I would have rooted for the Kings. That's fine. Yeah, in the East. Not the Bucks. Don't Milwaukee's really fans are too irritating. Philly, obviously not. Yep. Um, Cleveland, Cavs, maybe. Maybe, but like they've eh. lost all my respect. Of course, not the mm-hmm. Knicks. Hell no. I know Brooklyn you like the Warriors. Never compete but I, with anybody. I wouldn't want to see the Warriors win again. That's lame. I mean, it's not fun, but I still like them. Like I, I think they have a lot of I good personalities think... and. I just think the idea of Jokic winning a title is fun. Like, I I like Jokic. I think he's cool. I think he's funny. I like his horses. I think he's a funny dude. Like, him winning a title is hilarious. It's amazing. I might have rooted for Phoenix. I like KD. I'm a KD guy. Eh. Eh. I don't know. That's boring. I I think Nuggets are the most fun. Like I said, I think they're the most slept on one seed in a long time. Especially because they... Literally last year. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) I know, but just the the way it came in, like... In it's terms true. Of teams no, no, you're right. Th- there's Espe- a truth to it where everybody was struggled. picking Phoenix. And the Nuggets struggled towards the end of the season, too. So, like, a lot of teams were like, oh, they're done. This is a fluke season, regular season team. They feel, You know what they feel like? It's obviously very different because they have Jokic, like, two-time MVP. The Nuggets feel like the Jazz in the sense that everyone was just looking at them as this great regular season team but not a playoff team. And then they just kind of, like, breezed through the playoffs like not really giving a crap i was like, one of them like, i was yeah. like yep they <laughs> haven't done later. anything yet impress me and have they yeah <laughs> fair enough all right um yeah Jokic is gonna be an nba champion that's that's wild that's crazy to think about good for him it's better um, than that uh disgraced tyler hero sure <laughs> there you go maybe do you think do they bring tyler hero out now back against the wall does Tyler no. Hero play? No. <laughs> What's the point? I don't know. If there was any team to come back from 3-1, it'd be the Heat. Put it that way. I'm not saying they will, but... Maybe if the Celtics were down 3-1, they would have came back. Well, they all... They won three straight. I guess. <laughs> uh, all right. Enough of the finals. Carl Anthony Towns. In the news, we briefly talked about Carl Anthony Towns when we were discussing Al Horford. Um, and, and a big reason that came about was because Carl Anthony Towns might get traded uh, from Eric Pincus of Bleach Report. The team won't be able to afford that, <clears throat> referencing – I don't exactly know what he's referencing uh, – referencing Anthony Edwards' extension and Jaden McDaniels' extensions. 
Uh, he said the team won't be able to afford that with Carlton Towns and Gobert combining for over 90 million in 24-25. Dylan Gobert will not return to anything close to what the Timberwolves paid to Utah. Duh. Uh, he didn't say that. I added that just for reference. Other competing executives think Carlton Towns will be long gone ahead of the 24-25 season. Some even believe Minnesota would jump at an opportunity in the next few weeks. The team's most significant need is a point guard to replace Mike Conley, who is very good for the team after the deadline deal. Also pretty jazz, but will be 36 for the start of the season. Brogdon, Malcolm. Yeah. See you later. Go go be a non-passer over there. See, go go that way. Uh I I, I my hate for Brogdon's getting too much, but I will continue. Yep. But very interesting. Uh the cat trades. I, I think that would just add another element to the offseason. It makes sense. It sucks that they have to trade him, but realistically, like Obviously, they paid too much for Gobert, right? Like, obvious. That was a terrible trade. Yeah, we all but knew. Do you think the team would be better with? I'm not saying Gobert is a great player, but he's like he's still a good defender. Like he's not worth his contract. He's like Tobias Harris now, except worse because of the context of the trade. I still think Rudy Gobert can be an impactful player in the right situation, and so he's a role player. Sure, but he's a he's a fine role player. He's a great defender. He's still like a, a yeah. like one of the best rim protectors in the league. And so my point is, is the team better with Anthony Edwards role players and Cat at the center, or Anthony Edwards the package they get for Gobert for Cat and then Gobert at the center? And I I think the obvious answer is the latter because of the value you can get back for Cat. And I know you've talked about this a lot too. Like, what's the ceiling of that team with Cat anyways? Because like. As as cool as Cat is, and as good as he can be in the right situation, he's not a one A. He's just not. Is he he's even a one B? You know what I'm saying? Like he's a fine player, but like like the only reason why I, I think know. him to the Celtics is half exciting. And now that I know the money, I'm, it's not really that exciting. Uh, <laughs> is because he could be a Horford successor, okay. and that's it. Yeah, he he's a big guy, can shoot the three very well, uh, can somewhat defend. He's not going to stop and beat. I don't think he'll be as good a uh, defender as Horford is. I mean, he got beat up by Embiid a couple years yeah. ago. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, they had like the scuffle on the floor. It was yeah, real Ben weird. Simmons. Like it was like really weird beef. Cat got put in a chokehold by Ben Simmons. You want that on the Celtics? <laughs> yeah. No, never mind. He can stay up in Minnesota. <laughs> but realistically speaking, I th- do think there are plenty of teams that could use Cat to his most effectiveness that's not english but you know what i'm saying like that could use him effectively what like what is his most effectiveness though like what what's what's the best cat is it i think him trying need, to be al horford no i i think you need i think he can be your like your top scorer i think you need a player who can take over in the playoffs like a ball handler like i mean like you talked about last week i'm not saying cat is Jokic, but like Jokic has jamal murray you need Giannis has chris middleton you know you need somebody who can create their shot like I'm not saying it's perfect, but New York has Jalen Brunson. He, he has somebody who can set up Cat, somebody who can set him up, who can take those shots, who can create in the playoffs for him. Um, so he he doesn't have to get all the stuff done in the paint, right? Even the Heat, right? I'm not saying the Heat will trade for for Cat, but like they have Jimmy Butler, right? They have other players who can be shot. Would you rather have Cat or Bam? Bam, I think Bam's a better player. Okay, I'm just curious. What, what, do, I, what do you think? I don't really know. Cat hasn't proven enough. I, think I also defensive. don't think Bam's that great. Like he's but, definitely good on the defensive end, uh, but he, <clears throat> excuse me, he's got this weird thing where he kind of sucks sometimes. I just don't think he's a great offensive player for the role they ask him to play. And I, I think fair. it gets, I think it gets exposed more in the playoffs because in the playoffs it's a lot of him creating for himself rather than others creating for him. And I don't think he's great at that yet. 
but I, I don't think he's bad on offense. I just don't think his game is the pull-up mid-range shot, which, like, I bet if you look at his regular season stats versus the playoffs, like, mid-range jumpers go way high because he's asked to create for himself. But, like, I think those two teams could work for Cat. I, I, I don't know. Like, where else would work? Would, like, would, would the Hawks want him? Would they put together a package to give them, like, well, they don't really have a point guard to give, um, to give them, like, I know you love Drew Holiday. I'm not saying this, but like, I think if there was any big man that Cat could work next to, it would be Giannis, right? Realistically, you just ask, you ask Giannis to take on more defensive responsibilities, which might not be ideal. But then in terms of floors pacing, like Cat's that dude could take offensive pressure off him, can space the floor well. Um, I, the issue is you'd have to trade like Drew Holiday. And if you're the Bucks, I wouldn't do that. Dallas but. doesn't have enough for him, do they? I don't think they I don't do. think so. Like, what? What do you do? Like, especially if the Timberwolves want a point guard because they don't really have a point guard to give. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to think just like teams that could really benefit from bringing him in. Anthony Simons in the third pick for Cat. Simons isn't really a point if guard. If I'm guard, if though. I'm Minnesota, I want more. Then the third pick in Simons. Yeah. Okay. What about? I know you don't love Jordan Poole, but like in a change of scenery. <laughs> I, I no. don't think Jordan Poole's as bad as people think. Um, hmm. Jordan Poole's on team Get Ready to Learn Chinese, buddy. He's first team. <laughs> and he's also number one in the needs to get punched in the face power rankings. Evidently so. Um, it's tough, man. It's very tough. They're on a ton of I, I like. I don't know. I think the Celtics might guards. be one. Of, if you just like put him on a team, like, yeah, Cat would be a great fit on the Celtics. You can shoot threes. He's big. Again, he could be the Horford successor. Would you do? I know the Thunder don't necessarily need to make a trade right now, but would you I give up that. like like Giddy? Would you do Giddy? No, Cat. Really? No. If I'm OKC, I'm standing pat. Like, there's. I know you just said like there's no reason to be desperate, but they really yeah. don't have a reason. Like they have Chet. Like Chet could essentially be Cat. Maybe and a better defender. Yeah, I mean that's true. There's no, there's really no purpose in doing that right this second. Well, you could also run Chet with Cat, so you don't have to run. I would say maybe Houston has more of a reason. Like if they want to go get Harden, then they. But what do they give up for him? Uh, What do the Timberwolves want? Kevin Porter? Like, eh? Probably not Kevin Porter, but you still have that fourth pick, and Mm -hmm. maybe that's it. Maybe like the Pelicans, right? Like, do they want CJ? No, oh God, no. Well, th- there's just not much out there. I don't think. We'll see. They said the next couple of weeks, eyeball emoji to cat. Maybe they want to get rid of him before the draft. Maybe they're really looking at draft picks for this. Maybe. Very possible. I don't know. There, there just are many more point guards out there, right? Would you do like Monte Morris? Isn't like an amazing point guard, but in terms of like a Mike Conley replacement. He wouldn't be terrible. He's a good playmaker. He was solid in that starting lineup for Washington. That starting lineup for Washington was actually pretty good when they were healthy. Would you do like, instead of rebuilding in the Wizards, maybe they're just stupid and they were like, oh, give us Cat. Give us Cat. You know what? We'll pair him with Beal. We can be a playoff team, maybe. Um, would you do like Monte Morris, Kyle Kuzma, and picks for Cat? Wizards picks? If I'm Minnesota? <clears throat> yeah. Maybe with the picks. Mm-hmm. Probably make them give you Porzingis too. The sign and trade. 
I guess uh, maybe. What about Orlando? Jalen Suggs. Well, they had six and eleven. Fultz, Fultz, Isaac, or Fultz, Gary Harris, one of the younger guys like Okiki or Suggs, and then like one of those two six or eleven. Would you do that? Yeah. Yeah, I I really love the six and eleven package. We talked about it when we talked Dame, and I was like, wow, that would really yeah. rule for Portland. Like they essentially just get a free like restart kit. It's like when yeah. you start playing a video game, like you play Ultimate Team, and they give you like all like a starter pack. Yeah, that's what you get. It's like when you trade all the players for like all the top ten picks in the draft in two K. <clears throat> Not bad. Wouldn't be a bad idea. I I like that combo. I think that's a good trade. Is as good of a trade you might get is Orlando mm-hmm. for Cat. Yeah. Captain Does that mean he's going to be the best he can be there? Maybe not, but there's I, potential. That's the other thing. I don't know how badly like Orlando need cat, needs Cat. They already have Wendell Carter Jr. They already have Paulo. They already have friends. Like, they have a pretty stacked front court. But, Bowl. you know, if they make the deal, it makes them flexible. They can move other pieces to fill other I holes, guess. just like we yeah, talk maybe. about or I talk about with CP3 if the Celtics were to go after him. There's like, you slide Would you do... around, get something back for him or I know you don't you like want to do. I know you don't like these sorts of trades because these are the trades that doesn't really make either team a title contender, but these are trades that happen in the NBA because teams are just looking to be a little bit better. Chicago, right? You look at DeMar DeRozan and Alex Caruso for Carlington Towns, and then the Bulls can move on from from Vucevic and, and, and trade him, sign and trade somewhere. Maybe they go get... Whoever they want, maybe they sign and trade him in a Chris Paul deal. And then they roll out Chris Paul, Zach Levine, and Carlington Towns. Now you're going to make a face at that because it's not a title team or even close. But it's the sort of team that would probably make the Bulls better as a whole. Probably give them at least a little bit of a brighter future. The Timberwolves would get a point guard in Alex Caruso. They could give Anthony Edwards the ball a little bit more. And then they have a veteran in the small forward position who would probably help their offense a little bit um, in DeMar DeRozan. I don't hate if it. If I'm the Timberwolves, I'm like laughing in their face. <laughs> Why? Well, DeRozan? I mean, picks two and Caruso. Whatever. You give him Patrick Williams too. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm just saying, like, what's the market for Cat? I, I mean, the Knicks trade obviously is probably the best. Like RJ Barrett. We, I mean, we literally don't picks. know. Cat barely played last season. I don't know. It's interesting. We'll see what happens. Uh, I'm intrigued to see what's next. Where Cat goes. Um. Uh, the Warriors and the Knicks have been linked. To Chris Paul, that's the name the Celtics. Um, this is from Woj, the Celtics as well. But Woj said, if Chris Paul is out there as a free agent this summer, look at the two teams in LA, Clippers and Lakers, the Knicks in New York, or the Golden State Warriors. Those would all be potential destinations for Chris Paul, who would then sign a deal to much lower cost than 30 million he's guaranteed in Phoenix if he stays past the June 28th deadline. So <clears throat> we're really getting down to it the next 18 days or so. We'll, we'll know about Chris Paul, but uh Warriors and Knicks are the two new teams, at least we know about. Yeah, we've heard two teams where uh, their best player is a point guard. So it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. I, I don't get it at all. <laughs> Makes no sense. Uh, I mean, I guess he really doesn't fit with the Warriors to me. The Knicks, maybe, if you well, want to bring I mean, him off the bench. I think he fits better if the Warriors, if they trade Jordan Poole as like a bench guy. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> I guess. I don't know. I don't think Chris Paul's really going to give you a lot on that team off the bench. Over, I think Chris under... Paul's going to be at his best if he's playing on a team where the best players are forwards and centers. I don't think he's playing alongside guards. In over really under massive impact. Over under three weeks before him and Draymond get in a fist fight. Thoughts? <laughs> I don't know. He's not. I don't know if he's on the punch in the face power rankings. Chris Paul. I mean, 
he punched Rondo. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he deserved it. Or Rondo punched him. One of the above. You you don't remember that? They got in a fight. Yeah. One of them. Rondo spit on him. It's true. Yes. Brutal. Um, I understand the Knicks a little bit more because maybe they need like, maybe you get that extra veteran presence in there, right? Like, cause they have a lot of young guys off the bench. They have quickly, they have top and they have Grimes. They have McBride. You get another veteran off the bench. You, you, you play them. I mean, you could technically play them alongside Jalen Brunson. Um, but if I'm the Knicks, I'm not taking the ball out of Brunson's hands. Cause like Brunson played it next to Luca. Um, but having him off the bench would be at least intriguing. I, I really do think he probably fits best in one of the LA teams though, in, in L, the, the Clippers or the Lakers. He doesn't fit at all the Lakers. I, I said it before. I'll say it again. He does not fit. I think he fits a little the bit. The Clippers, maybe. I think it the Clippers are probably best. Put him next to those guys for cheap. You saw Westbrook kind mm-hmm. of have a little bit of a resurgence in the playoffs mm-hmm. and, and actually make an impact on the Clippers team. Chris Paul could do the same. It would be a homecoming. I don't think he makes any sense for the Lakers. And it's not because I don't like the Lakers. It's just because, like, how great is he going to be playing off the ball with LeBron? That that's similar to the Brunson thing. Like, why do you want the ball to LeBron's hands? You really shouldn't. He can well, do it. LeBron's he's not going to have the ball. He can play off the ball, but he's not going to have the ball at do? all times, right? Like LeBron's not going to have the hundred percent usage rate. Yeah, he's not. But it doesn't make sense. It's the same thing with Westbrook. It's the same. It's not thing. the same as Westbrook. It is the it's same the thing. Same. They're different players. They're very they're very ball dominant point guards. It's the same thing. Chris Paul can play off the ball much better than Russell Westbrook. I think the Clippers are by far the best bet. And I agree. I, I hope he goes to the Lakers just so I can be like, wow, Jack, you were really wrong. <laughs> okay. You were terribly wrong about this. All right. Sounds good. Um, yeah, Warriors and Knicks, though, are the new teams we've heard. But uh, the last sort of NBA thing we have uh, is a random one. But Josh Hart hinting at a potential yes. Dante DiVincenzo move thing. to the Knicks. Still talking about the Knicks. You brought it up. Uh, shout out to Andrew. This will be our Knicks portion of the program. It'll probably be for two minutes. But uh, Dante DiVincenzo to the Knicks, question mark. Another Nova guy uh, in there. He played with Josh Hart and Jalen Brunson. Yes, Nova, he was right? on their team. So it would make sense. Um, he, he was in an interview with he, Taylor Rooks. He was asked about a tweet he liked saying. Josh Hart, this is. Yes. Yes. Saying DiVincenzo is the shooting that the Knicks need. Said he'd been talking to him the last couple of days. Eyes He's laughing throughout all of this. Take it with a grain of salt. He yes. did, he definitely didn't want to cross any lines and get uh, slapped tampering. on the wrist for tampering. Mm-hmm. But he seemed like there was a little bit of initiative to get Dante DiVincenzo to the Knicks. Mm-hmm. He sure I don't know how they... the Warriors are going to get priced out of bringing him back. He's not going to be on the Warriors next year. Yeah. They got him for the MLE next, uh, last year. Uh, they literally don't have an MLE this year. I'm pretty sure with the new CBA. Probably, yeah. I think so. He he will not be back. No. So where's he gonna go next? Maybe there. I mean, Jalen Brunson, Dante DiVincenzo, Josh Hart. Could you start him in that lineup though? Like RJ Barrett, would you start Josh Hart at the four? No, because you have Julius. Oh, yeah. I don't know. He'd probably he'd have to be a bench guy, which is fine. He could be a bench guy, that's fine. Um, but it it would be an intriguing fit to see how they roll that out. RJ Barrett. Uh, not very good on on the road. Evidently not. <laughs> he's no. not not exactly a great playoff when, player. When he doesn't I have will say, uh, twenty thousand Knicks fans trying to convince him he's a good basketball player, not very good. Would you rather have RJ Barrett or Julius Randle in the playoffs? Though that's a question. Uh, RJ Barrett. There you go. <clears throat> Bingo. I they should trade R- Randle this summer. He's got to go. So trade like Randle for Cat. Would you rather uh, watch 
I have nothing. I have nothing. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's midnight. <laughs> Let's clap it up for Sam. I, I do think a Randall for cat trade would make some semblance of sense for both teams. I know you don't like Randall, but in the sense where he could be like definitively behind um, Edwards, uh, the Timberwolves could also get maybe a quickly and then some draft picks. This like, is painful. I, I think that's a fine haul. And it's not your fault. It, it's not your fault. It's literally Carl Towns is so mid, but also there were years and years where people were convinced he was good that none of us know what his value should actually be. <laughs> so there's no in between. It's either that team's giving up too much for Carl Towns or, oh my God, the Timberwolves would laugh in their face. Sure. Uh, well, well, since we're at the Sam complaints portion of the episode, let's get to the rat list, Sam. What are we, what are we thinking for the rat list today? You got something? Uh, yeah, rat list. My friend, so... I have seen the Spider-Verse movie already. Mm -hmm. I have not. Shocker. And I had... Yeah, you don't ever watch movies. You're weird. Uh, <laughs> I had a friend say he would like to go see the movie. And I said I would go see it again. My other friend said no, because he's going to see the movie with his dad. Now, okay. unlike me... He is unwilling to see the movie twice to hang out with the fellas. Mm. Rat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Doesn't I'll actually want to hang out with his friends. Kind of rat rat behavior, if you ask me. I agree. I agree with you. Uh, I'll put my sister on the rat list. I think I did this mm. last week, but I'll do it again. Um, <clears throat> I'm playing Rocket League, right? I'm playing with my buddy. We're on. And I'll rat list Bo's headphones, too. I love these headphones. Mm. But they do this thing. Not connected to my phone. Bluetooth is not like Bluetooth is is just not connected. I hit the little button up here. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, do you see this? On the yeah, phone? You, you know turn you it off. Here? I do exactly, that on my Wi-Fi because like, it's so shit. Exactly. It's not like all the way off, but it's just you disconnect everything. So I disconnect it. However, when I get a call, I hear it in my headphone still. Still connected. Still like weirdly like whatever. And so what it does is I can't hear my computer anymore. I can't hear Discord. I can't hear the game. So all I hear is the ring. I answer it. And when I answer it, Bose has this glitch where it also plays the YouTube video I was watching on the other tab on my computer. So I just start hearing a video again. So I have to hang up on my sister who the rat reason she's on the rat list. She called me for no reason. She was just making noise and, and laughing with her friend just to annoy me. Right. That's so, terrible. Ratless. I have to hang up, exit my game for a second, alt tab, pause my video again, and we get scored on and lose the game. Ratlist, Grace. Rat list. You're on the rat list again. Um, brutal. Brutal. Look. Rat list. Knicks fans with photoshops. So. Oh, man. NBA Central puts this out today. New York Knicks may still pursue a trade for Donovan Mitchell at some point. So. Good for them. You bet your ass they're going to get on Adobe Photoshop and slap some Knicks jersey on Donovan, Donovan Mitchell. If I could speak English. First. Of course. And nobody, them and the Lakers lead the league in Photoshops. Mm. Or is it the Heat? Heat also gets in on the Photoshop game. The Heat are all in on, on the we're getting every single guy. Yep. Uh -huh. There are a lot. And I, I will say in the Heat's case, however, it's a lot of Pat Riley too. Like, I feel like Pat Riley just like puts that stuff out there. Maybe it's me. I feel like he's a lot of like, yeah, we're, we're interested. We're interested. And he, he floats it out there. Um, I, I just I just wanted to get the heat out there as another Photoshop team because I do think they're high in the power. It's fair. Rate. It's very fair. Um, 
<clears throat> Do I have any more rat list? My dog <clears throat> rat list. It thundered today. Oh shoot! Yep. Sorry, Matt the rat. Let me, let me gotta bring Matt the rat in. <clears throat> it thundered today. She is terrified of thunder, and I feel bad. She's shaking. She's sitting there terrified. <clears throat> she crawls under my bed, and <clears throat> so my bed is positioned in the corner of my room. And my desk is like, so I'll, I'll show you a visual here. So if this is my room, my bed is like top left corner of my room. And my desk is like top right corner, right? It's a, it's a longer room than it is wide. <clears throat> and so my, my desk is facing down and then it's like bed and then desk. She slips and my desk is just, you, you know, those tables, if you're at like an outdoor party that like you put snacks on, like the foldable tables. Yeah. That's my desk. I don't have an actual okay. desk. I had that. And so cost she efficient. slides. I stole it from my uncle. <laughs> Even more cost efficient. <laughs> exactly. It was at a graduation party and I put it in here and I set it up and used it. Um, I've had it for two years, three years now. Um, she slides in between the metal like stand or what, what do you call it? The, the legs of the table. In between that and the first peg in my bed and goes under my bed all the way to the head of my bed. And, and there's, like, also stuff, like, storage under my bed. So she has, like, cornered herself in the bed. I cannot get her out. Like, there, there she, she needs, to like, it's to the point where I cannot reach far enough to get her. She needs to make her way back out. And so a school bus drove by our house. And when they hear that, they think my mom's home. And so my other dog, Duke, started running. And Charlie, who was the one under the bed... She scrambled watching her get out from that bed. She was like, please, please let me out, like clawing the floor and it's hardwood floor. So she can't get any traction, um, but she got herself out. But ratless for the dog for just just getting stuck. I'll, I'll find a picture on my phone but uh, and show you. But yeah, she was uh, she gets rat listed for her performance today during the thunderstorm. You feel a little bad, but it was very annoying. It was very annoying. <laughs> uh, I don't really know which one is on the rat list, but. There's new beef. Dave Portnoy and Kyrie may be playing a one-on-one. -on -one. They've been going back and forth on Twitter. Kyrie's been replying to him. And today, Kyrie challenged this. Well, he's not the owner anymore. They sold most of their ownership of Barstool to a one-on-one -on -one to earn his respect, similar to Dylan Brooks. <laughs> Kyrie so responded. keep your eyes on that. I'm not sure if it'll actually happen, but it sure is maybe the most interesting thing I saw on Twitter today. Would be hilarious. It would be that, very that hilarious. Would be objectively funny uh, <clears throat> to see that happen. I, like you said, I don't know. What are the odds? Give me odds. Yes, it happens. No, it doesn't. Hit me. Yes, five plus five hundred. That unlikely. I, just I think, think it's, it's weird enough. Shot. I don't think either side really wants to do it. I think it's just weird enough where there's a chance. I, I don't know. I, I just think if it was going to happen, those two would make it happen. They're, they're just the weird, like, I don't know, man. But for, for those wondering, this was, uh, this was the scenes today. Uh, she was, <laughs> she just wouldn't leave. She's not happy. She's stuck all the way under there. This is like a full size bed. That is all the way to the other end of where I'm at here. Uh, she is. Uh, she she was she was not happy today. Um, but yeah, 
I think that's all I got for the Rattlers. So I don't know if you yeah, have really more Rattlers, but <laughs> we can wrap it up here. I have more work. This I'm NBA finals weekend. needs to end. Oh, anti Rattlers, Henry graduating. I know I Rattlers him for going kind to college far away. You have to go away. Far away, but still, congratulations to my yeah. He stayed away. Good job. Good job, buddy. <laughs> but uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Can't get away without the narcolepsy joke. It's it's ingrained. Uh, subscribe to How About Them Celtics. We appreciate it very much. Leave us five star ratings on Apple and Spotify. I did see we have a couple more ratings in the last time we checked. So we appreciate you guys for doing oh, that. Nice. Uh, and if you're not going to leave five star, we actually have a one star rating on Apple. We have one oh. one star, I believe, <laughs> which is not very nice. Oh. Um, but if you are going to be mean and you don't want to leave five stars, just go be mean in the YouTube comments and said like I always say. Uh, but that's it for me. I'll let Sam wrap it up. Yeah, thank you very much for listening or watching. If you're watching, you are on the YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. Hit the notification bell so you get all the notices when we upload a new video, which is daily right now. We're putting out content for you every single day in the summer, keeping you up to date with the NBA, keeping you up to date with us. Um, again, like the co- like the videos, leave comments. You can follow us on social media at How About Them Seas, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook is just the name of the pod. You can follow Jack at Jack Simone NBA on Twitter, and you can follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA. That's it for us. Bye. Check, tackle. Come on. Tackle.